Hello and welcome back to episode 39. I'm your host, Felix Vogel, and this is my podcast, a.k.a. my dad, Mark Vogel. Hey, Felix. Hey, everybody. Hey, Untucked Shorts fans, new and old. We'd like to welcome a lot of our first-time listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, on our very own website, squarespace.untuckshorts.com. That's not the name That's of the website, but untuckshorts.squarespace.com. But Squarespace? then again, it's not uh, your job to be directing oh, blog that goes to our wonderful staff, McGarrett Vogel and Baxter. Yeah. Sorry, production team. I blew it in the first minute of episode 39. Speaking of 39, Felix, trivia for you. Can you think of any NBA players who have worn the jersey number, number 39? Oh, this is going to be hard. You folks at home, think think about it too. There were actually a couple when I looked this up who I was like, oh, I've heard of those guys. Could I kind of go Jeopardy and like sure. call in? That's, or, no, I don't think or that's what's Jeopardy. What's that thing where you can ask the host? Who wants to be a millionaire? The who, You can ask the host a question. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. that's the British okay. version of who wants to be a millionaire. British version of who wants summer. to be a millionaire. I'm going to call in. Was this, has there been a warrior in my no, no, not a warrior. Timeline. Not a warrior. And was this person playing during a time I was aware? Yes, I would say there's probably two players you've heard of, but the, I'll give you mm-hmm. I'll give you a clue for one of them. Um, he's a very big man. His prime was before you started watching, but he came back and was a impressive reserve for the Lakers in the last few years. Oh, okay. Very big. Some might even say he wasn't just a man; he was a super man. Dwight Howard. That's right. Dwight Howard Thank wore you. jersey number okay, 39. You had me at Superman. Um, okay, good. The famous kissing of the referee and his Superman jersey. Now, hit <laughs> I'm me with- I'm glad you like that. Okay, so, well, just for folks who also wanted to know, um, Jeremy Grant. Oh, I'm pretty wore 39. Him. Okay. Yeah. And then um, Caldwell Jones, who played for the Bulls in the 80s. Greg Ostertag. I sort of remember him. Big lumbering guy for the Utah Jazz around the uh, turn of the millennium. Uh, Tom Tolbert in his one season with the Hornets in 95. And then uh, Zelko Rabacha. Everybody remembered Zelko, who played for the Pistons in 2002. So, again, not a very popular jersey number. Uh, I have a feeling as we get to our next episode, yeah, it'll start to get more exciting. Okay, one other piece of business. Last time on this episode, on this show, I questioned whether the Celtics mascot was a leprechaun. And you looked at me like I'm crazy. And you were right. Of course. No doubt in my mind. Of the course leprechaun, leprechaun is called Lucky. Lucky. And it was invented apparently by Red Auerbach, the legendary coach uh, of the Celtics in the 50s. Wasn't the coach in the 50s Bill Russell? Or was that the 60s? In the 60s, Bill yeah. Russell became kind of the player coach towards, yeah. I guess, the end of the Red now, Auerbach. Now, I, I have an interesting question about that. Mm-hmm. Did he – so was he eligible for two rings? Ooh, you mean as a player and a coach? Yeah, because they, they definitely won under his coaching. Yeah, oh, for sure. Huh. Well, I don't know. We're going to have to, uh, maybe our research department. Probably um, not. We'll I have mean, to look it up. And then if he was the best coach of the year, could he win like MVP and sure, a why not? Year award? If mm-hmm. there was an NBA player today mm-hmm. who you think could be a player coach, literally coach part of the game and then come into the game and then sub himself out and keep coaching. Did any come to mind? Uh, 
Iggy. I feel like Iguodala. <laughs> Iguodala. Iggy. Who's not been doing a lot of the playing, but yeah. hopefully he's been doing some coaching. Now we're at the five-minute mark, so I want to get into it. But a funny thing about uh, Iguodala is he actually got a technical last game, uh, and he wasn't even playing. Not even in uniform. Not even – only in one of his beautiful sweaters. Now – <laughs> Mark, can I ask you a couple questions? So Let's get into it. We yes. promised to record every five episodes, and since last time we ran a little late, we're recording on the sixth. We're recording on the fourth now, right before our Raptors game tomorrow night. That's right. So, just how how do you think you know? Probably our biggest win slash our only win so far in this four game stretch. What do you think went right in Boston? Yeah, that was huge. And I believe a week ago we both predicted we would lose the home game against the red-hot Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, coming to town with the best record in the NBA. And that was phenomenal. We just were up for that game. And I'm going to be overly simplistic when I say I think we won that game because we played harder. Yeah. I think it was just sheer energy, focus, intensity. Though Wiggins has been out for the past couple games, suffering a, like, labrum. A labrum or an adductor. It's a weird a kind weird of stretch. Hard stretch. to diagnose, yeah. but man, we need him back. Um, But Clay defended Tatum really well, blocking him in the early minutes of the game. And I don't know. Everything kind of went right. That was some Warriors basketball. We played up to the Celtics, who are the number one in the East or something like that. Oh, yeah. Number and, one in the league. And um, we showed them what we had and that we were – Which back maybe back. made it all the more disappointing – that we haven't won a game since then. We yeah. dropped three this week. And so after the Boston game at home, we hit the road. We knew the road would be hard. And the first stop on that road trip was yeah. Milwaukee. I mean, like coming off of a combination of 66 points from the Splash Bros, really, Clay didn't really deliver in a loss by 17 to Milwaukee. And I think the key to that game, the key to keys to the game <laughs> – were the fouling. Like, yeah. we just cannot stop Giannis. No one can, really. He's it's, just so good. It's true. I think Jermichael Green had six fouls in 13 minutes. And um, maybe, you know, I, I'm not saying – you're right. It may be the toughest assignment in the league is to stop Giannis when he just wants to get to the rim. But uh, we're going to have to figure something out if we face not much to, down the road. Not much positive things to say about that game. But that's okay. Uh, though things are kind of getting to the point where we need to win – we can afford just that one game. Now, this is probably the saddest game this season, and we had to witness it even with friends. Warriors faithful, you know what's coming. You know what game we're talking about. We lost on Wednesday night to the Indiana Pacers. In a very fun game, as it turned out. The game was really entertaining, but I won't spoil it, Felix. What was the great, uh, I won't call it a tragedy, but the, the devastating news out of that game. Well, I think mid-third quarter, Matherin, who had himself quite a night as a rookie, found himself driving to the rim, and Curry, who was on weak side, tried to strip the ball off his knee by extending his left shoulder when Matherin was in the air, and he just reached his shoulder a little too far, and as Matherin went up, the weight carried, and he has suffered a left shoulder injury. And it's not even being reevaluated until 2023. So that's which sounds right. like the end of the season, but no, it's just Steph after Christmas. Curry is out at least three weeks. Who knows? It might be a full month. And he was having an incredible night. He scored 38 points in the first yeah. two and a half quarters. He, he scored half he of our points. He was on his way to 50 easily. Easily, yeah. Um, you know, not to say that 
other people didn't step up, such as the cabbage. Big night for the cabbage. Huge. Do you want to talk about what happened to the cabbage? Well, more specifically, uh, the cabbage, who longtime fans of Untucked Shorts, you will remember, is the nickname Felix gave our newly acquired Jamichael Green last summer. Um, we were lamenting. We watched the game with some friends. Shout out to our friends who had us over for a very uh, zesty night of Celebrator Pizza. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, a wildly entertaining, alternately frustrating evening of watching our loss to the Pacers. But we were just talking about how Jamichael Green was really underperforming for us. Is he somebody we might even want to trade? Backup center. Wiseman's in the G League. We need more out of him. And then, boom, the cabbage now, after, went crazy. After Draymond Green had got ejected, of course, why not? He saw Curry walk out. And he's like, you know what? Social eye. Um, <laughs> he got ejected almost three minutes after the Curry had to leave the game. And, you know, as the only Green on the f- floor, um, Jermichael Green assumed the role of Draymond Green. So he was at the line, started talking some trash, hit both free throws, hit a three, got a tip in, hit another three, which brought him into a timeout. It was almost a tie game. And that was the highlight of the night for me, watching the cabbage just show us who is the vegetable boss around here. The vegetable boss coming on TNT. Okay, so Curry is out. The team is now in this, um, I won't say do or die position, but certainly we've dropped three games. We're we're below 500 again. And um, we head to Philadelphia. And that the game was last night against the 76ers. Joel Embiid having an MVP caliber season. He also looks like a monster. And, James Harden, um, assuming Paul George, I mean, while Chris Paul is out there getting a degree, James Harden is um. Oh, I see. You're, is you're flopping like him. I'm trying. I'm trying to piece something together. Okay, right. Harden, some Harden had a big Chris stuff. Paul flop where he cocked his head back and threw his arms up. So you know, while Chris. Uh, CP3 is out there getting a degree in. That's right. He got a yeah. sports, I, I think, a business degree, sports marketing degree from the historically black college, Winston-Salem, uh, or Winston-State. Yeah, so now. In, uh, in North Carolina. So, we read about that this week. Yeah, so. So shout out to to Chris Paul for going back to school. Certainly didn't have to. He has he, his, his life set, but it was important to him to finish what he started. And um, glad to see him throwing uh, a little bit of spotlight on. Maybe he'll be like a colleges. Shaq, you know, maybe he'll find himself Shaq, you know. Doing oh. commercials for Frosted Flakes for a one dollar charge. Have you heard about that? No, but uh, well, I'll, t- okay. I'll tell you later. It's just a yeah. He did a commercial for only one dollar. Uh, for he was in a Frosted Flakes commercial because he loved Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. He just did it for free, basically. For free, yeah. They had to pay him something, so he only asked for one dollar. Okay, and and wh- how does that relate to Chris Paul going back to get his college degree? Because Shaq is has a degree in like industry or something, so Chris Paul maybe. Okay. All um, right. Well, we took a little detour there. Uh, DiVincenzo had himself a night in Philadelphia. We lost by 12, but, you know, that's okay. We didn't have that many people. And that brings us to one question I want to ask before we take a break. And this comes from uh, our our recent guest, Nicole, who you may remember was on episode 37, the Thanksgiving episode. And she wrote in to ask us a question, and it is about who needs to step up. And, And Nicole wrote this question with great prescience before Curry went out, still asking the question, he needs to step up to help us break out of this kind of 50-50 rut that we're in. And I would say that's a more timely question than ever. So Felix, we're looking um, on on Friday night against the Sixers. We needed Poole to step up. Um, Do you want to hazard a guess as who we're going to need to step up in the road I mean, Poole is averaging 
25 points per game this month so far. He's really been having himself a... He has stepped up this yeah. December. We need more of that. Really what we need. Um, And then Kaminga is developing so quickly so well. I'm glad to see him in this kind of melding scenario. But I think who needs to most step up is, I think, Clay does. Like, he's he's the only starter we have. And I saw him in, like, in Philadelphia last night, and he wasn't doing anything. He needs to play like Clay Thompson, even though he won't be getting the looks he gets when Curry's on the floor. Speaking of Kaminga, this is, let me bring you to the Spice Jar, spiciest play of the game right before going to the break. Let's talk about the Celtics game mid-fourth quarter. We were Let's up, talk about it. And Kaminga got the ball low post against Jason Tatum. Um, You know, kind of went up for a shot. Jason Tatum played some good defense and kind of kind of tipped it, but Kaminga easily got his own rebound, went right up and slammed it all over JT. That was Nothing spicier nasty. than grabbing an offensive board and putting it back with authority, authority. Yeah. for a couple of points. And that's the Spiciest Play of the Week brought to you by our very own Spice Jar, located at the corner of 23rd and Bryant Streets in San Francisco's Mission District. We haven't been there in about a week and a half. We're going away for a week and a half, but when we get back, we'll be... Eating at the spice jar, I'm now, sure. Let me reflect this question across the y-axis back to you, flexing some of my uh, unit three math. What do you have to say as the spiciest play of the game so far? I feel like it was pretty spicy of Dante DiVincenzo to come into Philadelphia last night and in the first quarter hit not one, not two, not three, not four, but five three-pointers in one quarter. 15 points, an explosion from DVD. And DVD? Every time, Come on, not DVD. That's the thing you put into... Dante DiVincenzo. D-D-V, not DVD. Dante D. D-D-V? D-D-V. Oh, not DVD. Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, you're right. Who would be the Blu-ray on our team? B-L? I think we better take a break. Okay, we'll see you guys right after the break on Untucked Shorts. Hello, hello, it's your favorite podcaster, Felix. Now let me let you in on a little secret. Whatever platform you listen to Untuck Shorts on, guess what? There are many other ways to listen. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our website. If you want to listen through our website, just go to untuckshorts.squarespace.com. And just a reminder, if you're not already following us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to do that. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Untucked Shorts. This is your host, Mark and Felix. In our last segment of today's episode, we're going to be looking ahead at the next five games, carrying us through the end of this so far terrible road trip and then bringing us home for two games on Christmas Day and two days later, Jewish Heritage Night. And I know that because we actually have tickets to go see the uh, Hornets play the Hornets on the 27th. But Felix, as you look ahead to the end of this road trip, um, what are your predictions for the games against Toronto tomorrow night? And then we have a day off and then we have back to back in New York uh, well, against the Knicks and Nets before um, we're home against Memphis and then the Hornets. Andrew Wiggins is reportedly back in practice as of Friday night. So we could potentially see him up in his home country, Canada. So if Maple Jordan could have a good night, 
uh, up north. That'd be great. I'm going to predict a win in Toronto. I think we're going to bounce back with some authority. We've had a bit of a rust. We'll We'll do it. Against the Knicks. Now, this is a team that, though not that well in the standings, really just is the Achilles heel for the Warriors. I'm going to predict a loss. Without Kerr, we just can't really do it uh, out there in New York. Now, staying in New York, we played the Nets. Yeah, I think we can do it. I think they've been having a good season, but I don't know. I just feel like Wiggins will have himself a night, and Clay is just going to have another great game. So I predict a win in Toronto, a loss in New York, and a win against the Nets. Then we play Memphis on Christmas Day. I know um, Mike Katzman wants me to have faith in the Warriors, as he mentioned on the net in a, in the comments, but I don't think we can do it without Curry. They're just too good of a team. Hopefully, the Hornets are out of jail, so they won't have to forfeit the game that we play on the 27th, but I think we'll be able to squeeze it out against Charlotte. So I predict a 3-2 and two run, and that's actually pretty good, saying without Curry. I'd say that's... Fantastic. And I also predict a 3-2 and two run, but slightly differently. I agree with you. We're going to win in Toronto. I think we're going to beat the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And then I think, given that it's a back-to-back and Clay probably... Won't I don't play. know if he'll play against the Knicks. Oh, yeah. He won't. So he well, might... maybe he won't play against the Knicks and he'll play against hmm, the Nets. That's a good question as to how they'll, they'll score it. But I think we're going to lose against the Nets. Uh, and then I think we'll be so psyched to get home. And I agree with you. Maybe I should have more faith. But uh, I think Memphis is got something to prove, and it'll be their first game in uh, Chase Center since losing in the playoffs to us. So I think Memphis will win it. Then I think we'll beat the Hornets. We'll be three and two. Before we go, Nicole asked who needs to step up, and I'm good. I've been thinking about this. Steve Kerr needs to step what? up. What? I'm going to say it here. Steve Kerr, stop playing Ty Drome and Anthony Lamb. We need to get Moody more minutes. We need to just ride Kaminga's increasing confidence. DDV, thanks for the correction, Mm -hmm. is really stepping up. I want to see those guys anchoring the the second unit and uh, even breaking into the first unit. And I, I think Steve Kerr... You need to settle in, trust your young guys, mm-hmm. trust your vets, and start to phase down the Ty Jerome, Anthony Lamb minutes. Now, I hate to intrude on this, but I agree. Ty Jerome, sorry, Nikhil, but Ty Jerome just shouldn't. He should be in the G League right now. It's crazy that he's getting more minutes than James Wiseman, which is a whole other thing. Don't want to get into that. Um, Anthony Lamb, though, I think that's going to be some defense that we need that Moses Moody doesn't have. Because Moses Moody's a smart player, but he was getting absolutely sauced by Tyrese Halliburton. I think Lamb will need minutes in the Bronx. Well, we've said some provocative things on this episode number 39 of Untucked Shorts. And if you have been listening and getting agitated or um, feel as if we are saying some things that inspire you to hit our comment board up on our website or shoot us a note, you know how to reach us. We welcome it, and we will see you next time on episode, gosh, it's going to be episode four. Do you think we're going to do another episode before the end of the year? Potentially. Uh, I think we should maybe try, not. We maybe we'll maybe try a New Year's Eve-ish okay. edition. We'll see you next time on Untucked Shorts. Shorts.